Blog Talk Radio. Thank you everyone for joining us. This is a brand new episode of Cinema Noir. This is Rebecca Theodore, a.k.a. Film Fatale NYC, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Candace Frederick and Kimberly Renee. Happy New Year, ladies. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> wow, I can't believe this is like our first broadcast of the year. 2016 just went by so quickly. Um okay. and yeah. Yay, I hope everyone had a great holiday and everybody had a great new year. Um so we have a really cool show tonight. We are going to um talk about uh well the Golden Globes are tonight. I think the the red carpet starts around 6 or 7, right? Um, now. Eastern time. It's starting on now? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Golden Globes are tonight and then so we will be discussing the nominees who we want to see win our predictions and um, what you guys think or which movies and performances you felt were overlooked by the Golden Globes. Um, And we're actually going to start our podcast tonight, our show tonight, by uh, discussing our 2016 film resolutions. Um, 2015, as far as movies go, I would give it like a B minus. I I really wasn't like – I felt – Maybe 2012, 2013 had a little bit more, or even 2014. 2015 was okay to me as far as movies. There were there were definitely some gems that I liked, but overall, because um, I, I spent most of my um, uh, Christmas vacation um, watching a lot of award screeners, and out of I probably had maybe uh, maybe 15 or 20 screeners, and I think maybe there were like two or three movies that I actually liked. And the rest mm-hmm. were just gonna be like mug, like coffee coasters. Like, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure what I'm gonna do. I mean, what is this lady's overall of 2000? What did you guys think? Say that again. Sorry. I would grade. I think you're cutting up a little bit. Yeah, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. Oh no. Um. Yeah. What did you guys think of 2015 as far as it as far as film? Oh. You want to start, Kim? <laughs> um. You know, 2015 was really interesting for me. I feel like I didn't really want to go to the movies that often. You know, I feel like anything. Most of the things that came out, I was like, oh, I'll just wait for Netflix. I'll wait for all the men. I didn't feel like that. <laughs> urgent need to go opening night, you know, to sit in the theater and, you know, watch the movie. Um, yeah, it was kind of, you said a B minus you give it. I, I think that's generous. 
It seems a little I know, whack. <laughs> I was going to say, 2015 is a little whack <laughs> for me personally. I mean, like you said, there were some gems. There were some movies that was like, okay, okay, people are making good films this year. And then it was like, uh, some I was just like, I want my money back. Please, thanks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I would, I, I would probably give it, if I was grading it between A and F, I would give it like, a D plus D's and dogs, um, and and I and I do want to point out there was there were some like very very few great movies that came out, but nobody's talking about them as usual because we're all focused on the horrible movies that came out, like the right. big short, and oh gosh, there were some other ones. Let me, I'm just gonna pull up this nomination list because they're all over the nomination list. Um, right. <laughs> The, the Joy, which was also a mess. It wasn't a mess like The Big Short was a mess. It was just because The Big Short is just just formatted, just not formatted. It's not even really saying anything. It's just messy for no reason. Joy mm-hmm. is perpetrating. I think it's an imposture because <laughs> it continues to say, like people continue to say that it's an inspirational film. Um, you know, it it just made me. It, people keep continue to say, "Oh, it just made me feel good to be a woman," and blah blah blah. I mean, I agree that it is about a woman, um, but to say that it made me feel anything, just I mean, you know, obviously that's subjective, but it, I thought mm-hmm. it was poorly put together as well. Um, mm-hmm. I just think these two guys, um, I, I, Adam McKay, who did The Big Short, and uh, what is his name? Um, the guy who did Joy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I forget the director. David O. Russell. Yes. That, mm. They they made a mockery of both of those subjects to me. Um, I oh, think wow. that I think that Joy could have been maybe a good movie, and I really think, and I'm not, I and mean, this is not gonna, that's no, no shade, no shade at all. But I really mm-hmm. do think this would make a really good lifetime movie in somebody else's hands. Um, so again, this is not any shade. I feel like when Lifetime was great, it made mm-hmm. better movies than Joy. Um, it wow. made Joy like movies that mm-hmm. were better suited for that channel than David O. Russell did for this nonsense. Like it was just, I just didn't think that there was any type of care about the actual subject. Um, mm-hmm. Joy Mangano, um, Mangano, Mangano. I forget. Sorry, I'm butchering her name. But um, I think that it, there could have there it could have been a better story. I think it, it was horribly cast, almost consistently throughout. Um, led by Jennifer Lawrence, horribly miscast yet again. Mm. Um, so sorry, this is my long-winded thing. But all this to say, I feel like. All of these really mediocre to awful films have eclipsed some of the really good movies that nobody is talking about. Like I just I just wrote this post about Sicario, which I thought was one of the best movies of the year, and nobody mm-hmm. is talking about it. And I think that's just ridiculous. Um, Roger Deakins did his thing. Um, Dennis Villeneuve, probably butchered mm-hmm. his last name. <laughs> um, Emily Emily Blunt and Benicio del Toro were great. I mean, just everything about it was a pressure cooker. Um, mm-hmm. Extremely well executed. 
So I, I don't know. I'm just this is I have um just I'm tired. <laughs> you know, I just I don't think that any of like I, I think of these movies and I'm just like, eh, no. I mean also Room, I will also want to say that Room is one of my favorites this year. Actually my favorite, yes. the ultimate favorite for me. Um Brooklyn is awful. Um and I like Searsha. I wanna say that again. I like Searsha Ronan, but this Brooklyn ish mm-hmm. was stupid. Sorry. Brooklyn ish. I love it. <laughs> I haven't seen Brooklyn yet. Um but I, I agree with you. I adored Room. I loved Room so much. Yeah. It's like that those kind of movies are the ones that I love to see. It's like, you know, you don't need a huge budget. You don't need, mm-hmm. you know, CGI and whatever. Like it's really a character driven drama like you from the opening scene like you care about her and you know the fate of her child and you're just invested Mm -hmm. from start to finish and I just I I didn't find a lot of movies that had that kind of engagement for me where it was like like I felt like I was watching a movie and I saw things happening and I saw people talking (laughs) but I did not connect to these people like I just didn't care like a lot of movies it was just sort of like okay good luck with that you know what I mean so I so to see a movie like Room it was just like yes it just Mm -hmm. kind of restored my faith Mm -hmm. you know in movies Mm -hmm. I'm like these are the kind of movies that I you know I like my big budget movies too but Mm -hmm. I, I, I hope that Brie will um, I forget. I forget which studio is behind Room. I I just really hope that it's they, A24. It's A24. Like whatever mm-hmm. resources they have, just throw everything at it. Mm-hmm. Like she definitely. Right. Will, like me personally, I would love to see the Best Actress Oscar between Brie and maybe. I don't know. If, well, because Carol was another favorite movie of mine, and it's like mm-hmm. because Kate Blanchett and. Oh, I forget the name of the the, the other actress. Rooney um, Mara. Rooney Mara. Like it was so equal. I, I mean, can you can't really put one in lead and one in supporting because they were both lead actresses. So I mean, could this be the year where we actually see two leads, you know, get on the Oscar ballot, or are they just gonna? I don't know because Kate, you know, Kate Blanchett has more seniority. Will she get lead and Rooney will get supporting? I don't know. Like I watched the movie and it just seemed like the movie belonged to both of them. So, yeah, yeah. I I um I watched Carol. I was extremely bored by Carol and very I was left cold. Um, but oh wow, you know, it, it was it's you know it's one of those movies that I think I would love to watch on mute. Not to say that the acting wasn't fine. I just thought mm-hmm. it was beautifully photo- like photographed, very mm-hmm. very well done. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really all. I I what I will say that I was more drawn to Rooney Mara's performance than, than mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. And I mm-hmm. love. I'm a huge Kate Blanchett fan. I thought that this was her weaker performance that I've seen, which I was also very confused by. It's like, wow, this is weird. I don't care about your character at all, and that's very mm-hmm. strange for me. Um, mm-hmm. I all I am often so immersed in her performances, but I just didn't feel anything. Hmm. Um, but Rooney Mara, I guess because, partly because her character was more intriguing because I knew less about her and it wasn't really about her um, mm. to me. And I wanted okay. to know more. And I think that um, is on 
in part due to her performance. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Room, I mean, Feral, I haven't seen it yet, but it's definitely on my list. Um, but going back to Rome, I love Brie Larson so much mm-hmm. ever since she was on the United States of Terra. And I will say I'm, that's one of the few movies, like usually when you read the book and then you see the movie, either the movie's really great and the book sucks or the book is really great and the mm-hmm. movie sucks. This is one where mm-hmm. I love the book and the movie, like, I think three times where this happened, where I think the book, I mean, the movie is just as good as the book. Room is definitely mm-hmm. one of those. Gone Girl, and of course, the purple, I think. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, is, if you have, have either of you read the book? It's no, I list. haven't. Okay, mm-hmm. I think the screenwriter, uh, I think Emma, Emma, I think her name is Dono. I think she did the, Donahue, she did the screenplay as well. And so mm-hmm. I think that really made a difference. But it's it's really good. The book's really good. The movie's really good. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I I mean I haven't read the book, but it is on my list. Um, and I mm-hmm. also want to like I want Room to be like what, how they're positioning the Big Short. I want them to position Room that way because mm-hmm. I want all the actors nominated. I want the cinematography nominated. I want the, the movie nominated. I want you to go hard for it because I feel like if we're going to propel these movies, that, and I keep going back to the big short just because it is so laughable that we're even talking about this movie at all because I was not expecting to talk about this movie at all after I saw it. I said, well, that happened, and I can't get those two hours back. It was a hard two yeah. hours, too. <laughs> so, so let me move on with my life, and now I'm forced to talk about it every day. So. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I hope so. Um, the the actor, the one who played um, her son, Jacob Tremblay, mm-hmm. like he is so scary talented. I'm like, oh, so this is what you're putting out, and you're not even 12 yet? Like I'm mm-hmm. afraid to see what he's going to be like. In fi- I mean, well, sometimes we see a lot of child actors, you know, they come up and then they just crash and burn. But I don't get that feeling from Jacob. Like his performance, because mm-hmm. usually child actors to me, they can be super, super annoying or mm-hmm. very engaging, right? Like when you look at like a Covagene and Beasts of the Southern Wild, like you get like those gems. Like so they just have like a precociousness about them, you know, mm-hmm. but it's never obnoxious. Um, and he was just fantastic in that film. And I'm like, I know you guys are trying to give him an Oscar nom, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, like, right. that's like what I'm, you know, that's what I'm thinking in my head. I don't, I don't know how that's going to go, but he was fantastic. And just, you just believed the mother-son or the mother-child dynamic between he and Bree from, like, start to finish. And the fact, too, is that, you know, because he was a narrator of sorts in the movie, um, sometimes that, that can kind of fall apart when, when you have a, narr- a narrator that's that young. But because his character it just seems to be so bright and just seems to know more about the human condition than the adults around him, um, I was just engrossed. I was just engrossed by that movie, just mm-hmm. everything about it. It was it was so good. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I I hope they kind of push um, room. The other movie that I saw, I don't know if if you ladies saw it, The Danish Girl, and mm-hmm. I was like, it's cute. <laughs> I was like, it was, it was, it was cute. I mean, I understand that you know it, it is a, a an important story, right? Because we don't have enough trans narratives, right? And this is based mm-hmm. on a true life story of um, <clears throat> Lily uh, El. Is it Lily Alps? Elby, um, who was mm-hmm. like sort of a pioneer in in trans rights or whatever. And so, 
I appreciate that. That being said, it just kind of felt like the paint by the numbers period mm-hmm. drama, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Like it just didn't really, it didn't really say anything, and particularly mm-hmm. for a subject like a trans person, like I was just mm-hmm. expecting more. It just seemed a little too polite and a little mm-hmm. distant, right? It just didn't yep. have an intimacy to it. I was like, mm. I, yeah. I mean, I think partly what happened about that, and it's so funny because I was reading someone else's review and said, oh, I'm so glad someone else pointed this out, because I was mm-hmm. really taken out of the Danish girl so many times. I was mm-hmm. just like, well, I think I know what's going to happen here. This is basically a Wikipedia entry. Thank you for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so, but then, wow. So then, then I was thinking... I feel like I know I wasn't listening to some of the dialogue because I, I pretty much knew what they were talking about. But then I came mm-hmm. back into the movie and I was just like, how did we get, how do we, did I miss like a timestamp where we jumped 20 years? Because it just seemed very rushed. And mm-hmm. it just seemed like the character development was not there. Like there wasn't a sensitivity mm-hmm. for the progression of the character. It seemed like, one day he, you know, was straight, and the other day she was a transgender woman. And I'm just like, I, what, what, I don't, I, I just, I felt very robbed of mm-hmm. the character development, um, particularly with Eddie Redmayne's character. I actually thought Alicia Vikander was fantastic in it, um, mm-hmm. not like on the level of Brie Larson or Emily Blunt, but she, I thought she was good in it, but again, I, I mm-hmm. didn't really know her. I didn't really know Lily. I just felt very disconnected. I was like, this is not how you write characters. Um, yeah. And just, it just seemed very just, um, what's the word? Um, very sensitive, the way it was written. Mm-hmm. And there was such a great cast, too. Like, the the person that I wanted to see more of, and I am a huge fan of this actor, is Ben Whishaw. I worship the girl that he walks on. I love him. And I was like, so it was a surprise to me, one, to know that he was in the movie. And then I was like, so I was fully expecting to see more of him and, you know, his relationship with a certain character. Mm -hmm. You really only saw him, like, I get it, he's not the main character. But I was like... You don't bring Ben Ben Wishaw in a movie and just bring him in and bring him out like that's that's a waste of talent to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I was just sort of like, eh. and then um, the other performance that I did like too. I'm I'm trying not to butcher his name, but I have such a crush on him. It's Matthias Schoenart. Um, he oh, played Hans. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. I really mm-hmm. liked him in The Danish Girl. But I don't know. I was like, well, should we have given more of his screen time to Ben Wishaw? Like, I was, I don't know, because I like both actors. But it was just, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, it felt a little distant. It felt a little one, two, three, ABC, and mm-hmm. goodbye. You know, like, yeah. I wish there was, there was maybe a little bit more context to his childhood, like when did he first exactly. find out, or she find out that she was first trans? Like, I wish there was a little bit more context, just a little mm-hmm. bit more. I just didn't get that from the Danish girl, and I was just like, mm. there wasn't. <laughs> Someone yeah. else said that in their review. They were just like, uh, I felt like I didn't know these people, and and it's and it was kind of crazy because it wasn't a short movie, and I'm just like, you have all this time, and this is what you came up with. <laughs> 
it's just, yeah. again, it was one of those two hours where I'm just like, what, what is going on? Like, I don't understand why this is being, I think mm-hmm. it's an important story. It's an important story without it being a movie. And I think it, the fact that it's an important story is over, is eclipsing the fact that this is not a great movie. Mm. Yeah, it 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 just it was beautifully shot. That's the most that I can say. I mean, like it I is. said, I loved I liked um, I liked Alicia Van Kander in the role a lot. I thought Eddie Raymond did a good job. I thought it was good, but it wasn't like a transformative. But that's the thing too is that it was it it's just all this talk of how we keep having like these cisgender um, these male actors taking on roles of trans characters and then it becomes all about the transformation and oh my god mm-hmm. look how much he looks like a woman I was like oh mm-hmm. no so we're mm-hmm. going to go on this route right okay mm-hmm. so <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know it, it'll be interesting I have a feeling that it's going to get a best picture nod I, I'm pretty sure it will yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah and he'll probably get a, I think he'll get a nomination will he win I mean that would be two years in a row for him, yeah, that's I don't enough know. for him. That's enough. He <laughs> doesn't need one. any more. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, like, come on. Because <laughs> like, you know, I'm not, not even gonna, right. I haven't seen it yet, but I feel like he is just like going for these Oscar bait roles. Like seriously, mm-hmm. like back mm-hmm. to back. These are the two that you choose to, you know, <sighs> transform into these characters. And he, I mean, honestly, I think he's. An okay actor. I'm not wowed by him at all. Same. Mm-hmm. The least. Same. And it's yeah. It's, I feel like it's the the roles that he's going after that's you know drawing in the he's doing the Oscar bait. That's basically what he's doing. It's all about mm-hmm. the Oscar bait. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, what do you guys think of? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna switch gears a bit. What do you guys think of Spotlight? Sp- oh, I like Spotlight. A lot. Mm. I really, really did. Well, I, I, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a fan of journalists, of journalism movies or whatever. And some are done well, some are done, are not. Um, mm. I mean, I don't know. I think for me, it was really more like the rabbit hole of just seeing the investigation and how, and just finally seeing like people, or I should say, journalists actually doing their jobs. Or in this case, not doing their jobs. You know what I'm saying? So it was sort of like a slow burn. Um, but mm-hmm. I like the cast very much. And um, I, I do wish that maybe they would have incorporated a little bit more of um, the victims or the, the people that were actually mm-hmm. affected by this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I understand they, that they wanted to do it from the journalist's um, point of view. But you always need, like, that human touchstone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you always need to know, like, how did that affect them? What's it like for, you know, a man in his 30s to come out and be like, hey, I was molested by this priest, and how does that affect, you know, the people around him, and how does that affect his faith? Is he still going to church? Is he against the Catholic Church? So there wasn't that. But I think I liked it for what it was. I liked it for what it was. It was just a very lean movie, and it got to the point, and that's it. <laughs> so is it all President's Men? No. But it's effective, I think. I um I like you. I'm a huge fan of journalism movies that are done well. Um, hmm. This movie is not bad. I just found it really not engaging. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I just, I didn't, I wasn't wholly invested in it, like, the whole two hours. I was like, okay. Like, there wasn't, it was very monotonous to me in terms of its tone. Like, it never really got, like, super, mm-hmm. you know, intense, and it never really got, like, super, you know, boring. It was just very one note to me, which I thought was strange, given the, um, narrative and the progression of the narrative um mm-hmm. there were some good lines in the movie which i which i appreciated particularly since right. it's coming from a writer perspective i really mm-hmm. appreciated that there 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 are actual good lines um and the delivery was good um mm-hmm. but i didn't feel like any like when those lines happened i was like whoa don't 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 move past that so quickly because that was a great moment but Mm-hmm. Thing, I, I just, yeah, I didn't really feel connected to it, and I wanted to. Hmm. Yeah. What did it, Kim? Did you see? Did you see Spotlight or? No, I haven't seen that one yet either. I haven't seen that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So we're coming up on the half hour. So soon. So, um, just let's get to our 2016 resolutions. What would you like to see happen? Um more in 2016 as far as cinema? Kim? Uh, well, I know for me, um, just kind of going off the conversation we've already had, just better <laughs> movies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to be excited to go to the theater. Um, and like I said, in 2015, that was just not always the case. Um, so, yeah, just better movies. Um, of course, always seeing more stories about um, various experiences for people of color. Um, I think we got straight out of Compton and we have Creed, which are both two excellent movies, but, you know, <clears throat> not, don't very, you know, show a wide range <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, especially with, you know, women of color too, I feel like a lot of times we get left out of everything. So it would be great to see some of those stories reflected more on the big screen because you know it's easy right now you get to see more of that but on in the theater it's very mm-hmm. few and far between and i know mm-hmm. we got tangerine we got tangerine last year which some people liked i thought it was kind of a mess um me too so yeah just, to, <laughs> just, just i gotta see that one so, yeah Again, it's one of those where it's groundbreaking for certain reasons, but then again, it's like I'm watching a long episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah, that's another that's another conversation. Um, so that's definitely what I want to see more of. Um, I know for me personally, my goals or resolutions for this year, and I've had the same resolution for the past two years, is you know, team new film of the day. Try to watch 365 movies or 366 this year. I did not uh-huh. come close to that last year, so I am striving <laughs> eyes on the prize this year. Um, and this year, one of the new films that I watched was Jimmy Goes to Nollywood, and it's um, a documentary about just the film industry in Nigeria. And so I think for me personally, I just want to watch more, you know, foreign films. Um, last year I watched Ayanda and Out of My Hand, which one was made in Liberia, one in South Africa. And just to see, you know, the global black experience, um, which, again, is hard because we barely get the American black experience in the theater, so global is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. But I just want to, you know, actively seek out those movies and watch more of those. Um, and also just more web series, a lot of good stuff going out there on the web, and some of it's kind of hard to find. So just be more 
diligent and actively looking for these things for me are my goals. Okay. So what are your summer re- your resolutions or goals for 2016, Candace? Um, I think what I would love to see, and I think I might have said this last year when we had, when we had a similar episode, I still want to see, and I hold out hope, you know, more um, quirky, nerdy films. When I say, well, I'll say quirky films of color or featuring um, men and women of color who are quirky, those types of characters. We get, and what's interesting, we get a ton of quirky films a year, especially in the indie circuit. Um, And so I just don't understand why none of them are um, uh, featuring lead characters of color. Um, And I I guess the elephant in the room is dope. I know that happened last year, (laughs) but I choose to ignore it because that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm talking about of quality, and that was a hot mess. Um, and so I was I was royally disappointed with that movie um, oh. on a number of levels. Um, but you know, E for effort. Let's like move away from that a bit and do some films of quality um, that ha- can piggyback off of that and you know really expound on what it means to be. Uh, I don't know, awkward or quirky or just kind of on the outskirts of what society is perpetuating um, of a certain culture. So I think I'm looking for that. I'm also looking for at um, or looking forward to hopefully films like Advantageous that offer um, a woman of color who is in a genre film, and she is helming the film. Um, Jacqueline Kim and Jennifer Fang. Jennifer Fang actually directed and co-wrote the film. Jacqueline Kim co-wrote the the film and um, starred in the film. And so I think that was amazing, Um, and I think everyone needs to be talking about this film, and nobody is. but we had, I know we had a Twitter chat with her a couple of weeks ago or maybe last year sometime. And it just it just reminded me, and I hope it reminded other people how necessary it is to have these female voices and not just voices, not just, a, not just about one specific genre and one specific narrative, but I think it just goes to, goes to say that women filmmakers and women actors of color should not be pigeonholed into one particular type of character in one particular type of story. It's absolutely necessary to have this variety, and this was an example of why. This is, think of what we can do if we had more opportunities like this. So that's my pitch for that. Um, let's see. Things that I want to work on for myself. Um, probably... I mean, I do see a lot of different types of movies, but I guess I could see more documentaries, um, and particularly mm-hmm. documentaries, foreign documentaries. Um, I'm a huge fan of foreign cinema, and I think we've got some good foreign cinema coming up this year, which I'm really excited about. 
Um, I wasn't so excited about this year's foreign um, films, which was interesting because it's interesting because I'm usually, you know, happy about one of them, but I, I, I'm not, I wasn't really excited about many of them, which is strange. Um, mm. So, you know, that and I'm, I'm constantly saying, you know, when we're talking about films that could be considered for awards, other than the ones that I just previously mentioned, um, I think we need to really just coerce, if we have to, the Academy into recognizing genre film, like Advantageous and like Mad Max, which will probably get snubbed, but, you know, whatever. I still go hard for it. But um, it's just weird that Mad Max is the quote-unquote oddball out of um, a slate of horrible to mediocre films (laughs) this year. So I I just want variety, and I also want variety of talent. I don't have to see Jennifer Lawrence in every movie. Um, I don't think she, I don't think anybody can play everyone. Um, so, you know, maybe just not her all of the time. Um, and, yeah. you know, just people who, and I, and it's so crazy because I'm thinking of filmmakers like J.C. Shander and actors like John Boyega and Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac who They've been great for years, but for some reason, there are certain people who are just hearing about them. This is mm-hmm. crazy to me that we're hearing about mediocre actors constantly. So I need to <laughs> like, like all the time. They're being shoved down my, my throat all of the time. So yeah. I just want to make sure that, you know, if you want to shove that person down my face every day, but also make sure that people like John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, J.C. Shander, and Jennifer Fang are also getting a little more recognition than they are now. The fact that we're not talking about them at all, well, particularly for advantageous, we're not talking about that movie at all, is Mm. honestly an abomination. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and that, and that's because, you know, once you're indie, I'm sure if there was a studio behind it, we would be having a whole different conversation. But then again, if it was a major studio doing it, would they have cast an actress of color mm-hmm. in it? They probably would have whitewashed it. Like, okay, yeah, we'll mm-hmm. buy the rights to Advantageous, but we're going to totally change it and cast Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence. You know what I mean? Like right, that. Right. Which, which really sucks. So um, my that's list is like, kind of short. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, no, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say that's just like the thing with Ex Machina, which we've talked about online before, but that same, mm-hmm. same-ish. I'm just like, I don't, what are we, that was, that film was a mess. I don't know what we're talking about. Why are we talking about this movie? I didn't like that movie. And I know we, you and I, we were, we had a bit of a discussion with some male film critics who felt differently about <laughs> having, who felt, I mean, I'm sure that there are, there are some women critics who like, Ex Machina, but to me, at least, I don't know, maybe you've had a different experience, Candace, but to me, it mm-hmm. does seem like there's it, it, there's almost a gendered division about how people feel about Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. I just was looking at this movie like, I don't know why I even watched this movie, but <laughs> it does seem to me that the, 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 the biggest fans of Ex Machina do seem to be male film critics. So I don't know. I, it, it, it's very interesting to kind of see the discussions going on with that movie but um yeah i mean quickly i mean for me 
the number one resolution I have for 2016 in film, please give Leonardo DiCaprio his damn Oscar so we don't have to keep talking about him <laughs> and his stupid bear and his molesting bear. I'm so sick of this discussion. I'm just like, I mean, amazingly, I think The Revenant was number two. I think um, uh, The Force Awakens was number one for the uh, fourth week in a row. I think it made like $41 million. And The Revenant is like right on its heel. I think it made about $38 million, which is pretty impressive. But, yeah, I'm just so tired about my friend Lauren calls him Leo Lucci. And so he <laughs> never, ever wins an Oscar. So I would just really like us to just give Leonardo an Oscar so he can go away. I know we we do not agree on this, but I know that I I actually really appreciated The Revenant. Was it perfect? Mm-hmm. No. Um, mm-hmm. But it was really, really well done to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that was a really different type of a performance than I typically see from Leonardo. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I'm not I'm not so bothered by the conversation. The conversation about the bear, though, that was stupid. <laughs> I just I just need to shut that down. That's a stupid conversation. Can we not? That's talk a hot take. <laughs> That's the hot take of the revenant. Basically, if you ask anybody about the revenant, it's like, oh, it's the bear. And I'm like, okay. It's crazy. So. I mean, the, the bear scene was, I thought, so much more than what people were. T- I'm just like, are we talking about bear? Ra- like, what are you? What? Okay, you guys need something else to do with your life. <laughs> because this can't be what's <laughs> happening today. This can't be what's hot. But right. I, I do I do like that movie. Um, I thought Tom Hardy, like, can we talk about Tom Hardy every day like we talk about Lena and Tapio? Because I thought he was so, so good in it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was clearly just interesting. I actually, um, speaking of Tom Hardy, I actually screened Legend, the movie yes, he did where he good? played the – it, the the twist the twin I mean the movie overall wasn't great but I liked no. his performance in it yeah. um, I thought he was cool in it the movie otherwise was just a hot mess it it really wasn't and yeah. I just felt for a gangster movie and what yeah. was especially shocking about Legends to me was that um, if I remember correctly it was directed by the same guy who directed L A Confidential I love oh. L A Confidential that is one of the best like crime noir movies, uh, noir thriller movies that I've seen in a while. So I was just sitting there like, you're the same guy who made this movie? Like, I'm like, this is yeah. your thing, right? It just was mm-hmm. not. It just didn't come together for me the way it did. But Tom Hardy yeah. was, uh, oh, yeah, the director was Brian Brian Hedlund, mm-hmm. um, who also directed 42. But, yeah, Tom Hardy was so bad in that movie. I was like, I'm just mm-hmm. in it for Tom Hardy. That's the only reason why I'm watching yeah. it. But mm-hmm. yeah, so um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to see Leonardo DiCaprio get his Oscar so he can go away. Um, but I, I mean, let me not say that dismissively. I feel like Leonardo has given enough Oscar-worthy performances that it it is sort of insulting that this man has not won anything yet. He's not even fifty mm-hmm. yet, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if they're waiting to give him a lifetime achievement, which is just wrong. Yeah, this is not. But um, and, and then um, I would also like to see, but like you said, Candace and Kim, I would definitely like to see a diversity of narratives as far as people of color. Definitely want to see more black movies. Definitely want to see a movie with a Latino cast that is mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the drug trade. Damn it! Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. a regular right. drama about a Latino family going through some stuff. 
You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Same with um, the other thing, too, with uh, Beast of No Nations. Well, I mean, I appreciated the movie, but I was like, can we finally get a drama with oh, a family gosh, from yeah. the African nation that is not in, like, struggle mode? Like, can we, like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm seeing all of these um, articles from Forbes and, you know, where, like, there's this booming tech industry in Nigeria, right? Like, I just saw an article where it was a bunch of Nigerian girls that um, are, you know, learning robotics or whatever. And so there's mm-hmm. all this money in Nigeria. You've got billionaires in Nigeria, but you never see that. In Hollywood, you never see that type of imagery. So I just would like to see more of a balance. Like, yes, we can have movies like Hotel Rwanda and Beats of No Nation, but can we just have, like, a Nigerian drama with a mother and father who decides, you know, they've been married for 25 years and they don't want to be with each other? I don't know. Like, just something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, Mm -hmm. which would just kind of introduce people to various cultures of African nations Mm -hmm. and not, you know what I mean? So, because I'm sure we're going to have a Boko Haram movie. I'm sure of it. So, which is important, but, you know, a movie like Ayanda that, you know, Affirm um, released last year, those movies are important too, right? Because I think Kim, was the, the story was she's a young woman who inherits her father's garage or something? Right. Yeah, she inherits the garage, and so she's trying to keep it in business and find a new way to uh-huh. attract new customers and stuff like that, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, like, just give us stuff like that. So, And I would definitely like to see more women directors, more directors, women directors of color. Um, I would like to see more screenwriters where we're writing our stories. Um, and also, as far as, and, and this is why I'm just really happy about The Force Awakens, I would like to see some sci-fi movies where black people make it in the future. I would just like to see us in the leading roles. Like advantageous is very important, and, you know, with, with John Boyega's success in The Force Awakens, that just makes me very hopeful. I mean, just, like, I think I must have seen, like, four commercials. I was babysitting my nephew, and it was on the Cartoon Network, and they would just kept showing, like, the Finn action figures. And I'm like, John Boyega is a toy. Like, I could literally <laughs> buy John Boyega and, like, you know what I mean? And, and to think of, like, how far he's come from Attack the Block which was criminally underrated, I'm just like, I'm hoping yeah. that studios will take a cue from The Force Awakens and show that people of color are not box office poison. If anything, we can help your box office. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And then, like you, Kim, I definitely need to watch more movies. I need to recommit to new film of the day. So I'm going to try to watch, you know, at least one movie a day, whether it's a documentary or foreign film or whatever. Um I definitely want to watch more foreign films because I'm like American cinema. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good with you right now. Let me let me see some other <laughs> stories and see some other right. people. You know what I mean? And see how they're living. Yeah. So, um, so for the rest of for the rest of our show, we're going to go through um, the Golden Globe nominations. Uh, red carpet is going on right now, so we'll just go through the categories, and you guys can just tell me um, which movies you want to see or which. Uh, categories, which which people you would like to see win, and who do you think was totally shut out of the uh, nomination process. So we'll start with Best Motion Picture Drama first. Uh, the nominees are Carol, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. I want Room to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yay>. Room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Room, yeah, just room. And I love Mad Max. I really, really do. Um, mm-hmm. it's, room is just 
better. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's like a million people that are just killing themselves. Like, oh my god, how dare you say Room is better than Mad Max Fury Road? And, I mean, I like Mad Max Fury Road. Like, yes, it mm-hmm. was definitely an advance in filmmaking. I love the fact that George Miller did not use CGI. Like, all that stuff was just. He went back to the basics, and I love that about him. That being said, I mean, I have to really be honest with you. Was there an emotional resonance with Mad Max Fury Road? I mean, I saw it, I liked it, but I see it again? Probably not. Mm, that, that's just me. Interesting. Room, I'd watch it I mean, again. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably watch it, but, I mean, Room just really stayed with me. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, this is just, you know. But um, these, are, these, are really good. these are hard. I like almost all of these movies. I think also the thing with Rome is that it, I mean, you know, the awards are constantly praising mostly, um, almost consistently dramas. That's like their genre of choice. But mm-hmm. Rome was a story that finally talked about something that I feel like we've, we've heard about in the news, but it talked about it in a very different way and talked about motherhood. It talked about, there's so many various themes there and it really kind of, almost took it from the inside in instead of the outside in, um, mm-hmm. or rather the inside out rather than the outside in. Um, and that's what kind of really resonated with me. It was a more human story. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, it means abductions happen every day. And we've seen these stories. I think, well, was, was it the one? I, I don't know if it was Michigan. It was that guy who was holding those three um, young women in his house hostage. Mm-hmm. I think one of them he had for like 10 years. And like the premise of Room seems so fantastical, right? Where you're like, how could that happen? How could he hold somebody, you know, hostage mm-hmm. in like a freaking tool shed? And yet these things do happen. And and I love that they humanized it. They didn't exploit mm-hmm. it. They didn't make it. It was just really, it was just a, a hard movie to watch. But yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully, um, hopefully we'll, we'll get the win. We'll see. Um, best motion picture, comedy or musical? <laughs> Big Short, Joy, The Martian, Spy, and Trainwreck. What do you think, Kim? <laughs> um, well, I didn't even know two of these were comedies. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm going to go with train wreck just because Amy Schumer seems to be very hot right now. I saw it. It was funny. Um, so yeah, it's way better than five, but I'll give it that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with train wreck. Train wreck. Okay. What do you think, Kim? I mean, Candace. Um, oh boy. So I have seen all of these except spy in the Martian. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy was awful, and so was the big short. Trainwreck was, I just want to reiterate that. Um, <laughs> Trainwreck was decent. I mean, I laughed. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with The Martian. <laughs> I haven't even yeah, with The Martian. <laughs> <laughs> was The Martian a comedy? Did I miss something? I don't know. I didn't see it. It okay. wasn't, and they know it, and they they just okay. they just pulled the okie doke on us. <laughs> the Martian okay. is not a comedy. I will say this is the so. worst category I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because these movies. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go with Spy. 
because that was the movie that actually, that I actually enjoyed as a comedy. I love Melissa McCarthy. She is hilarious. And I, I think she and Paul Feig, or Feig, I forget how you pronounce his name, they're great together. Like, he really knows mm-hmm. how to use Melissa. So, I mean, these other ones I just didn't like. And I don't consider The Martian a comedy, so I'm not even going to um, give it that <laughs> kind of consideration. Um, I did see Trainwreck. I like Amy Schumer. Like, I've watched mm-hmm. Inside Amy Schumer. I think her show is hilarious. But I mm-hmm. I felt Trainwreck was a little watered down. Like, I actually feel like some of her skits, like, her show is funnier than the movie. The movie was sort of like, it kind of felt phoned in in some ways. There were some mm-hmm. em- elements of Amy Schumer, but you could definitely feel, like, a studio influence in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't. Mm-hmm go as hard as she usually does in her movies. So I was just like, yeah. Um, Just as speaking of Trainwreck, and I I wanted to mention this, what I find particularly interesting is that they're putting Trainwreck, not to do a pun, they're putting it on the fast track, right, for (laughs) awards like Golden Globe and whatever and the Oscars. And I'm like, well, what about top five? How are you going to, you know what I mean? Like top five to me was hilarious. One mm-hmm. of the best movies of 2000, and they just acted like it didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, so Trainwreck can get um, consideration, and the other one too is Obvious Child. You and I love that, Candace. So mm-hmm. we love, and I was just like, right? I'm like, what the mm-hmm. heck happened to Jenny Slate's um, nomination? What the heck happened to the writing? And then Trainwreck is the one that you want to, eh? Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that, that was just I mean. Weird to me. Well, it's weird because I was talking about top five, and I was like, was that last year? Was it like when was that? Because I feel like I loved that movie, and I was like, mm-hmm. was that two two years ago? Was it not qualified? Like, what happened with that? Completely forgot mm-hmm. about Obvious Child, but completely agree that it was totally snubbed. And I thought that kind of went in with a lot of ammunition, and then like fell flat on its face. Like nobody remembers yeah. that movie. But it was, um, it was good. It was a smart movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. It was very weird to me because I, I went to see Top 5. Well, I went to a screening and then I went back with my friends. And I was howling. Like, I was just like, this movie is just too funny. And it really showed how far um, Chris Rock had gone in his writing. You know what I mean? And I think he directed it too, right? He wrote it and directed it. Mm-hmm. It was it was yeah. awesome. And I was just like, really? That's not. And then obviously, I was like, okay. Um, so we're gonna go next to uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Um, we'll go with um, the nominees are Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant, uh, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. Eddie Redmayne, The Danish Girl, Will Smith, Concussion. So uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and say Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's also very interesting that he literally has zero competition in this category. (laughs) 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 That's the way to win it. (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's just funny because I'm just like wow he's done after all like his entire filmography he's literally gonna, gonna win against nobody <laughs> so, so like and I love Michael Fassbender um, mm-hmm. I thought Steve Jobs was very like okay Wikipedia to the rescue um, didn't really I just wasn't really engaged although I love Kate Winslet in that movie. 
and that's who really needs to be getting a lot of shine. Um, mm. Trumbo was boring. We talked about Eddie Redmayne. So, and I really want to pull for Will Smith. I know he goes on like these five-year vacations. I just want him to be better than this. And rather than that, even even actually scratch that. I want them. I wanted so much more from this movie, and I and it was just another movie that was very very monotonous to me. Uh, I think I'm going to say Leonardo DiCaprio, too. That's what I'm going for. Leo Lucci for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I actually saw Concussion last week, and um, I thought Will Smith did a good job, but there there just really wasn't anything memorable about Concussion. Like, you would no. think for a subject that that's, so controversial and so I mean there's definitely been a lot of discussion um about the um head traumas by NFL players so I'm glad for that but otherwise like just the movie itself it it really wasn't that impressive to me um and his mm-hmm. his accent was kind of struggle I was like did you guys move to Michelle Ijeforth's number like what, David Oyelowo these men are actually of Nigerian descent and could have done that accent in their sleep but then you know it's the Hollywood game right um, they're not A-list enough and so I guess maybe Sony or whatever studio felt like they wouldn't get bang for their buck if they cast the A-lister if they didn't cast the A-lister but Concussion came out, and it was like, I think it was Will Smith, one of Will Smith's, like, lowest-grossing movies. So I'm like, mm-hmm. in that case, you might as well have just taken a chance and just cast Chuzo or okay. David, you know what I mean, if, mm-hmm. if it really wasn't going to make that much money. But, um, yeah, uh, I want to go with Leonardo. I feel like Michael Fassbender, I feel like they're, they're, they're pushing the wrong performance. I actually loved his performance in Macbeth. I really did. And I like Macbeth a lot more than I thought he was. Yeah. And so I was just like, why are you pushing Steve Jobs? We all agree that we don't like that we don't like that movie. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was just like, I think Macbeth probably would have been a better would have been a better choice for him. So oh well. Um so next up, uh best performance by actress in a motion picture, um, comedy or musical. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence Joy, Melissa McCarthy Spy, um, Amy Schumer Trainwreck, Maggie Smith The Lady in the Van. I've never even heard of this movie. Lily Tomlin Grandma. <laughs> I love how nobody says anything. I know. It's like, uh... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say Amy. I didn't yeah. realize Lady in the Van was a comedy, or is it a musical? I don't know. But I didn't realize it was either of those <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm thinking it'll probably be Amy Schumer, although I would love Lily Tomlin just because I love her and I want to hear her obsession speech. So, but yeah. I'm going to go with Melissa McCarthy just because I like Melissa McCarthy. I just, these other, well, I haven't seen Lady in the Van and I haven't seen Grandma, so I'm I'm just going to go with that. Um, so best performance by an actor in a motion picture, comedy, or musical, 
are Christian Bale, The Big Short, Steve Carell, The Big Short, Matt Damon, The Martian, Al Pacino, Danny Collins, Mark Ruffalo, Infinitely Polar Bear. What is Danny <laughs> Collins? I just what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I have no clue what this category is about at all. <laughs> no clue what's going on. Um, yeah. I'm um, gonna say Mark Ruffalo just because I like him the most out of this list, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's the only reason I have to support that choice. <laughs> Um, hmm. I I would like to read up on what Danny Collins is because for some reason that escapes. Um, I do <laughs> I I do want to see Infinitely Polar Bear, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Mark Ruffalo. You guys know I'm not gonna do. I'm not even gonna entertain anything regarding The Big Short. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. I was sort of like, um, so best supporting, uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in any motion picture. Oh, so it's just any. Oh, okay. Oh, um, James, <laughs> they just put any. So I guess that's everybody. <laughs> um, so you got uh, Jane Fonda in Youth, Jennifer Jason Lee, The Hateful Eight, Helen Mirren in Trumbo, um, Alicia. Vikander? Is it Vikander or Vikander? I can... Ex Machina. Um, wait, how is she the supporting... Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, Ex Machina. And Kate Winslet uh, for Steve Jobs. Um, I'm just going to say that I would really love to see Jennifer Jason Lee win for Hateful Eight. She was awesome in that movie. Loved her. She was. Um, I'm going to go with Kate Winslet, though. Okay. How about you, Kim? Um, I'm going to say Kate Winslet. Oh, it's best to go with Kate Winslet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, best supporting, uh, best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture, uh, Paul Zeno, Love and Mercy, Idris Elba, Beast of No Nation, Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies, Michael Shannon, 99 Homes, Sylvester Stallone for Creed. So I have I'm to read up on what 99 Homes is. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, who said, who said Sylvester Stallone? Kim, I said Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Me too. Yeah, I, I'll agree with that. What do you think, Kim? I mean, Candace. Uh, sure. I I don't know what 99 Homes is. That's the first time I'm hearing about that. But, <laughs> but I, and I love Michael Shannon, so I'm sure he's good in whatever that is. But um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Sylvester Stallone. I have not seen Creed yet, guys, but it's on my list of things. Um, so good. I'm totally not going. I I didn't think that Idris Elba was good in Beast with No Nation. Nope. Yeah, it was, um, he wasn't bad in it, but it didn't, like, it wasn't enough, like, I still saw Idris Elba in the role. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it wasn't, like, that transformative where it was just, like, like I, I, he just disappeared in the role. I, mm-hmm. he was good, you know. He was, he was cool. I'm, I'm glad he did the movie, but I don't know that it was enough for me to. But it'll be interesting to see if uh, he gets that. So, um, best director, motion picture. Yes, it's all boys crew. Shocker. Todd Haynes <laughs> for Carol. Um, Ina Ritu for The Revenant. Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. 
George Miller for Mad Max Fury Road, and Ridley Scott for The Martian. Um, I have issues with Ridley Scott, and I just don't want him to win because that Mohammed so Mohammed so and so comment that he made for Gods of Egypt just rubbed me the yeah. wrong way. I was just like, nope, no, it was Exodus Gods and Kings. Sorry, um, that just rubbed me the wrong way. So I've just been giving him the side eye for like the last year now. <laughs> um, I mean, I actually wouldn't be mad if Inaritu won again for The Revenant. I mean, he's he's a dope director, and he's fine. Yeah, one right. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Yeah, I, I totally agree about um, The Revenant, again, for all reasons I already said. Yep, Alejandro. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to skip back to it. That's like, animated. Yeah. Did we talk about, yeah. we talk about drama, dramatic actors? Yes, we did. Yeah, dramatic. Uh, I think that was the first. That was the first one that we picked. Uh, uh, yeah, best performance by an actress in a motion picture. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Kate Blanchett for Carol, Brie Larson for Room, Rooney Mara for Carol. Um, I. How do you pronounce Cersei? Oh gosh, Brooklyn. Thank you, Cersei. <laughs> Ronan for Brooklyn, um, and Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl. Mm, I just it it to me it's between it's like a three way tie like if Brie, Kate Blanchett or uh, Rooney Mara win I'm good I can live with that Brie hands down for me yeah, yeah. I say Brie Larson <laughs> okay agree um, best animated feature film oh um, Animalisa The Good Dinosaur Inside Out the Peanuts movie, Shaun the Sheep movie. Um, I haven't seen Shaun the Sheep movie. It, <laughs> I loved Inside Out. Loved it, loved it, loved it to pieces. And I actually really like Annalisa. So if it's between those two, I'm good. I, I like both of them. I, I Inside Out more, see, but. I still want to see Peanuts because mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I'm going to love that. Um, but I'm going to go with Inside Out. Anna Melissa, I didn't think was consistent, but it's a very inspired film. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't okay. seen Anna Melissa, but those people kind of creep me out, but I'm going to go with Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you don't like this stop motion? <laughs> uh, they just look really creepy. Like, every time I see the trailer, I'm like, no, I can't do it. Not yet. Not yet. No. Oh, gosh. Hilarious. Um, So I'm just going to jump to TV really quick because we only have a few minutes left. So best television series drama, um, Empire, Game of Thrones, Mr. Robot, Narcos, and Outlander. I'm going to go with Empire. (laughs) Okay. This is for season one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Empire. Hmm. I'm going to go with Mr. Robot. I haven't seen that, but I I hear really great things about it. Yeah, I I've watched I've only watched a few episodes, not because I didn't like it. I just I've fallen behind in my TV viewing. Um, I have this weird feeling that Mr. Robot is going to be the breakout winner of the Golden Globes because you know they just love newbie shows and they love, um, you know they just like new talent. So I have a feeling that Mr. Robot might just pull it out. Um, with it, I mean I would love to see Empire win. That would be awesome. 
Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, this, best this television the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Robot. Um, the uh, Empire. Empire. I think it would be for the first. Yeah, because they're only halfway through the second season. Okay. So I, I guess the nomination would be for the first. Season? We'll see. Their first season started in January and ended in May. So yeah, I think so. I think it's for the first. Maybe. Season. Okay. Maybe for the yeah. season. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like the first season. The second season of Empire has been very uneven to me, and uh-huh. I'm sort of like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, best television series, comedy or musical? Um, Casual. It's a Hulu series. I've never seen it. Uh, Mozart in the Jungle, Orange is the New Black, Silicon Valley, Transparent, and Veep. So I'm really annoyed that master of none is not in this category um yes. but yeah Maybe. you know i'm really really annoyed by that but i'll say Veep because i think that's a perfect show but um yes. yeah master of none should be here i don't even know what some of these things is what's casual what is that <laughs> i don't know i know it's all white it looks like friends 2015 uh, right <laughs> i don't know um i mean for me it would be i love transparent the first season was just amazing. Um, I, I need to watch the second season. Um, yeah, for me, it would be between Transparent and Veep. Damn, wait. Orange is the New Black. How did I feel about that? Yeah, I'm going to say Orange is the New Black, black for me. It's a great yeah. Answer. Yeah, okay. Um, best limited series or motion picture made for TV, American Crime on ABC, American Horror Story Hotel, Fargo, Flesh and Bones, Wolf Hall. Um, I'm just going to say this right now. American Horror Story Hotel, I'm pretty much done with American Horror Story. I, <laughs> I saw the first two episodes, and I was like, I'm gone and dead. I just, I can't deal with y'all right now. I can't. There's just too much. There's just too much seeing somebody getting raped by a fetid dildo. I'm like, is this where we're at right now? No, I can't. So. <laughs> American Horror Story is um, I don't even like I've watched every episode this mm-hmm. season and I'm just like I don't even know I don't even know how to describe what I just saw. <laughs> like, I'm so confused by every episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um I'm gonna say American Crime. Yeah. I'm gonna say Fargo. Okay. okay. Fargo was to watch Fargo excellent this season. Excellent. Yeah. I heard Kristen Dunst was amazing. Um, oh, this amazing. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay. All right. I'll put that on my to-do list then. I've never even um, heard of Wolf Hall. I don't know what that is at all. It's a Broadway oh, show. Is... It was a Broadway okay. show, and they turned it into a this mini series thing. I don't it's even know why. Yeah, okay. I've never. Uh, is, isn't that the show that's supposed to replace Downton Abbey? Is that is that what they're oh, doing? Oh, maybe. I feel like because Downton Abbey is like. Whatever. Okay. Um, best performance by an actress. You know I don't care. Um, best performance by an actress in a miniseries or motion picture made for TV. Um, we have Kirsten Dunst for Fargo, Lady Gaga, American Horror Story Hotel, um, Sarah Hay for Flesh and Bone, Felicity Huffman, American Crime, Queen Latifah for Bessie. Um, I want to see Queen Latifah win. <laughs> Either yeah. Felicity Huffman for American Crime. Yeah, same here. I'd say either Queen Latifah. I'm I'm rooting for Queen Latifah, but I wouldn't be mad if Felicity Huffman won. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Candace? 
Um, I'm gonna go. I love Kirsten Dunst in Fargo. I really do, and I did see Bessie. It's a good movie. Kirsten mm-hmm. Dunst is so so good in Fargo. Um, uh, and I also want to say Lady Gaga is also good in American Horror Story. Way better than I thought she would be. But mm-hmm. um, no, she's not. She's not on the level of these people. <laughs> but she. But you know, E for effort. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, she ain't no Jessica Lange. I'm just saying. No. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. And people were mad at me. I tweeted that. And people, I had a little lot of lady, what does she call her fans? Monsters, whatever. They yeah, were like, all of baiting my timeline. I'm like, okay, I can tell you what you want to hear. Or I can tell you the truth. She's not on Jessica Lange. Most actresses are not on Jessica Lange level, okay? Mm-hmm. So keep it in, keep it together. Um, best actor, uh, best performance by an actor in a miniseries, a motion picture made for television. Um, Idris Elba for Luther, Oscar Isaac, Show Me a Hero, David Oyelowo, uh, Nightingale, Mark Rylance, Wolf Hall, Patrick Wilson for Fargo. Um, I love Idris Elba, and we probably will never have babies together for saying this. I have to go with David Oyelowo. I have to go with David Oyelowo for Nightingale. That was a hell of a performance. I was just sitting there like, what just happened here? Right. <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. I don't, I don't, I didn't love that movie, and I think it's really, really difficult being a movie by yourself, another reason mm-hmm. why I, I was very so-so on All is Lost, mm-hmm. you know, Rob Redford is a great actor, I just, I, I just need you to be with other people <laughs> in movies, <laughs> um, so, um, I am going to say, and I love Fargo. Um, I don't think Patrick Wilson is a strong actor, though. I've never have. Um, but I'm going to go with Oscar Isaac, Show Me a Hero. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, I have not seen Show Me a Hero, but I love Oscar Isaac. So that would be mm-hmm. nice to see him. He's having a really good year, I yes. think. Um, best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Um <clears throat> Who is it? Katriona Balfe for Outlander, Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder, Eva Green, Penny Dreadful, Taraji P. Henson, Empire, Robin Wright for House of Cards. Um, I'm just going to show my bias, and I would really love to see Eva Green win for Penny Dreadful because she, like two seasons, the first she knocked them out back to back. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there like, wow, you mm-hmm. are a beast. Like, for me, mm-hmm. I would really love the competition to be between her and Viola Davis. They mm-hmm. are the two that just keep me tuned in every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Viola Davis for me. Mm-hmm. I love her on um, How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. I would love to see, just because I'm a huge genre fan, and mm-hmm. I did like Robin Wright, and I, if this is the first season of Empire, I do like what Taraji brought do that um mm-hmm. but since i'm a genre fan and i love to go off script i'm going to go ahead with eva green she, eva green <laughs> to me is the reason why anyone should watch penny dreadful yes oh that mm-hmm. and uh josh hartnett but yes oh yes <laughs> yes let's not forget let's, let's not forget, forget. <laughs> yeah she was i mean the second season of penny dreadful was just 
amazing to me because after the first season ended, I was just like, I'm not sure where you guys are going to go. And I just love that the villain was a woman. I forget what the name of the actress she played, um, Madam Kali. Is, is she nominated mm-hmm. for a Golden Globe no. or the woman who played? No. That is a damn change. She yeah. was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and anybody listening, if you have not watched Planny Dreadful, if you have some time to kill, seeing as some of these shows are not back, go to your uh, on demand or go on the torrents, whatever. Just watch season one. Mm-hmm. And Penny Dreadful is just an amazing show. Just amazing. Um, best actor, best performance by an actor in a television series. John Hamm, Mad Men, Rami Malek, um, Mr. Robot, Wagner Mora for Narcos. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, uh, Liv Schreiber for Ray Donovan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to say Liv Schreiber for Ray Donovan, and I've only seen a few episodes of that, but mm-hmm. I've seen, yeah, so I'm going to say Liv. Okay. He, he is good in that. Um, uh, I'm going to go with John Hamm, though. For Mad Men? Yep. Yeah. I have a feeling that he'll, he'll probably win it because of the nostalgia. I mean, it was their last season. And I, I don't know. I forget if he's won any Golden Globes for that performance. I'm not sure if he's won a Don Draper. But um, I'm trying to think the last season of Mad Men. The last season of Mad Men. He was good. But it seems to me like the performance that was more memorable to me were the women. Like Peg Absolutely. and Joan were Elizabeth just more... Moore. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what who's more memorable, but we'll see. Okay, um, best performance by an actress in a comedy or musical: Rachel Bloom for My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Jamie Lee Curtis, Scream Queens, Julia Louis Dreyfus for Veep, Gina Rodriguez, Jane the Virgin, Lily Tomlin, Grace and Frankie. I am <laughs> Team Veep. I'm always Team Veep. So I'm gonna go with Julia. Yeah, I, you know, I watch Scream Queens. It is an absolute mm-hmm. hot mess, but mm-hmm. it is an entertaining hot mess. <laughs> it really and is, I do, It really it is. It is an entertaining hot mess, but I, I love mm-hmm. Daily Kit Curtis, but I think um, I'm going to go with Gina Rodriguez for Jane the Virgin. For Jane the Virgin. Yeah. 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 I am I so shocked that Rachel Bloom is here. I've seen, like, an episode and a half of Crazy yep. Ex-Girlfriend, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I want that time back. I'm just going to say that. I want the time back. I want, I, want the back. I want it back. So the fact that he's nominated is hilarious to me. I have yet to watch the show. The, the TCAs are go, have been going on all this week, and uh, the crazy My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend panel was early this afternoon, and the executive producers of and the creators of the show, this is what they said. They were like, we are – uh, basically very staunch feminists, like we're, you know, we're diehard feminists, and we're actually shocked at the backlash of the title of the show, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Really? Were you really shocked? <laughs> I mean, this is, what, this is what you call the show. I, again, I haven't watched the show, but I saw the trailer combined with the title. It, it went to the bottom of my viewing list. I was like, I'll get around uh-huh. to it eventually, but it just didn't. I'm not sure what they thought people were going to, how people were going to react to my crazy ass girlfriend. I don't know, but yeah. That, so here we are. Um, uh, best performance by an actor in a television series, comedy, or musical. 
Aziz Ansari, yay, for Master of None, um, Gael Garcia Bernal for Mozart in the Jungle, Rob Lowe for The Grinder, hmm. uh, Patrick Stewart for Blood Talk, <laughs> Jeffrey, I'm sorry, Jeffrey Tambor for Transparent. Now, I watched Blunt Talk because Blunt Talk came just before Survivor's Remorse, which I think is one of the best comedies on television. is just fantastic. Um, I didn't like it, and I love Patrick Stewart. I didn't like Blunt Talk. I never laughed in, during any of the episodes. At <laughs> all. So, it was not good. I've never even heard of that before ever in life, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Stay away. <laughs> oh, man, so good to know. Um, I just started seeing commercials of Mozart in the Jungle. Did not know that was a thing until, like, maybe Friday. And so <laughs> I am going to research that one a little bit more. Um, yeah. I'm team master of none all the way. Um, mm-hmm. The grinder, is that something that we think is going to remain on the air for a while? Because I didn't think that. Um, <laughs> okay, I've seen a couple no. episodes of the grinder. It's funny because it's so ridiculous. That's what makes oh, it okay. funny. It's ridiculous. Uh-oh. I don't know. Will it last after one season? Mm, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I'm going to go with Aziz as well. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would love for Aziz to win. Well, I was really hoping Master of None, like you guys said, was up for best comedy. I really don't understand. Like, I'm just looking at mm-hmm. Netflix. Well, here's the thing with Netflix. I think what's going on is they are creating, like, this really great roster of great, dramas and comedies that I feel like I think they probably gave the lion's share of attention to Orange is the New Black. I don't think they thought Master of None was going to pop the way that it did, at least the critical acclaim. So I'm I'm feeling like it's sort of like picking what your who your favorite is. But, um, yeah. But I have a feeling Jeffrey Tambor is most likely going to win. But it would have been – it would be nice to see Aziz Ansari win. Um, maybe yeah. – I don't know. Have we, have we heard if um, – have we heard if uh, Master of None has been renewed for a second season? Because it needs no. to be. It does yeah. need to be. I feel like mm-hmm. that first season, as great as it was, just scratched the surface of these characters. Right. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Um, so last two, really quick. Uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series, miniseries, or motion picture made for television. Uzu Adoba, uh, Aduba for Orange is the New Black. Joanne Frogat for... Downton Abbey, Regina King, American Crime, Judith White, Transparent, Maura Tierney for The Affair. Mm. Mm. I kind of want Maura to win for The Affair. I love Uzo. I love Uzo. I just, but I'm just saying I just finished watching The Affair, and she was awesome. Maura Tierney she was She was. Uh, she was. Yeah. And Regina um, King. Oh, that's a hard Yeah, one. you know, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that Uzo had her best season last season. Not because I, I agree. Know, not necessarily because of her, her performance, but I think it's just more the way the character was drawn last season. Yes, I agree. Right. Um, yeah, I. Oh. So I'm gonna go ahead with Mara Tierney though. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Kim? I'm gonna go with Regina King. Regina or Judith Black. Okay. But I think we're oh, those are good ones. Yeah, I have, to, I have to say, out of all the categories, this is probably one of the best ones. Like, I really don't know who mm-hmm. to pick. That's mm-hmm. a really strong that and the best actress. Yeah, 
yeah, at least on the yeah. TV side, that's this is good. Um, the last one, best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, miniseries, or motion picture made for television. Alan Cumming for The Good Wife, Damian uh, Damian Lewis, Wolf Hall, Ben Mendelsohn, Bloodline, Tobias Menzies, Outlander, Christian Slater, Mr. Robot. Um. <laughs> so I have, oh, I forgot that this Bloodline thing happened. Oh, I did see that, and I did like that. I'm um, mm-hmm. going to go with Alan Cumming just because I know he's great. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go All with right, Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming for The Good Wife. He's always pretty good. Hmm. Okay. Um, whew, let's see. The good, I like The Good Wife. I like Eli on it, but didn't do a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll I'll go with Alan Cumming, but I'm really – the reason why I'm kind of underwhelmed by this category is that this is just me. I thought, like, there were some MVPs that they totally missed in this. And the two actors that I'm thinking of are from The Affair, Joshua Jackson and the actor who played his brother, Scotty Lockhart. Colin Donnell was fantastic this season. Like, he was a mess. (laughs) And I was just sitting there like, yeah, and he was fantastic. I mean, so even when you saw, by the time you saw the season finale and you saw what happened to him, I actually walked away with a lot of empathy for him. I mean, he was not a perfect character, and he definitely did a lot of messed up-ish, but I felt like they really fleshed out the brothers. I really felt like they they, they, they fleshed out both of the brothers, Joshua Jackson's character and Colin Donald. I feel like Joshua Jackson is not getting enough attention for the affair. Damn it. Yeah. He's not. He's not. I don't understand the way that they're positioning the affair. I feel like they're only allowing one person to get recognition at a time. Before it was mm-hmm. Bruce Wilson, now it's more <laughs> It's like, I don't know, every year they're going to they pick one person from the entire production. I really oh. think, one, the acting propels that narrative. And also, mm-hmm. um, Joshua Jackson, even though mm-hmm. he was great last season, he's even better this season. Thank you. you. Can believe it. And the yeah. more I learn about him, the more aggravated he becomes. I mm-hmm. am, I become more intrigued by him. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what, like with most of the characters on that show, I don't really know what they're gonna do next because they just be popping off, and I'm like, what? But you know, I'm like, y'all are all crazy, actually. But yeah. he's a very interesting character to me. Very understated. I think so too, and and the thing that I think really, to me, really enhanced um, his performance was the addition, and she's one of my favorite actresses, Catalina Sandina Moreno. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love her on the yeah. and she and Joshua Jackson just work off. Of, I mean, he and Bruce Wilson have a great chemistry too, but I think this season the chemistry that he has with Louisa really showed us like mm-hmm. different sides to him. Yeah, that. It's just tragic. I hope Showtime is listening to this. Like, you guys need to step your, guys, yeah. your, your game up. That was not. Um, and the other person that I also would want to add for Best Supporting that I felt was overlooked, I know that it's a Netflix series, um, the guy who played Kilgrave on Jessica Jones. Uh, why am I forgetting oh. his name? Holy yeah. crap. He Holy has done crap. a lot of TV before, a lot of TV. He's a well-known actor, and I don't know why he just kind of – under the radar, but he's done a lot before. Yeah, um, he was the 
10th Doctor. Why am I? David Tennant. David mm-hmm. Tennant should have absolutely gotten a Golden Globe nomination for Kilgrave. Because, I mean, when you're looking at the Marvel Universe, whether the small screen, Netflix, or the big screen, I would say, I mean, for me, we were always joking how we loved Loki, right? Loki was like the most charismatic. But yeah. I think in the MCU, in the Marvel Universe, Kilgrave is the most frightening villain that they have come up with. I I was just watching Jessica Jones. I was just like, this dude is just on 10 right now. I just, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he should have gotten something, I think. But, oh, well. Um, I think Kristen right, so, Ritter should have gotten something. Sorry. Yeah, I Kristen yes. Ritter should have gotten something as well. The best mm-hmm. I agree. I've seen from her by far. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they don't take comic book, nope. you know, shows. But Genre. I think Netflix is, yeah, but I think Netflix is showing that you can take comic book or graphic novels and you can take these characters and you can flesh them out and you can deal with real life experiences with them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's unfortunate. Well, hopefully next year, um, again, I, just like Master of None, I don't know if Jessica Jones has been renewed for a second season. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll get some love. But um, that's all we have for tonight. I know everybody is rushing and probably watching the red carpet. So uh, the ladies of Cinnamon Noir, we will be live tweeting the Golden Globes. You can follow us yes. at either at Cinnamon Noir. You can follow Kim at Real Sisters, R-E-E-L-S-I-S-T-A-S. And you can follow Candace at Real Talker, R-E-E-L Talker. Um, and I will also be live tweeting. Well, i got to get some dinner first because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready for the red carpet. Has Taraji showed up yet? Because I want to know what yes, she's doing. Yes, she has. And she is she posing has. so hard. Oh, my God. She's posing so yeah. hard. Yep. Best awesome. thing ever. I, I, did. I saw Gina Rodriguez. Her dress is gorgeous. That gorgeous, dress. yeah. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two for two yeah. so far, Gina. Good job. So thank you so much for listening. So I think two weeks from now we're doing our live tweet, our Cinema Noir live yep. tweet. Yeah. Um, and so we'll announce that on Twitter as well. So everyone have a great week. Um, have a great viewing of the Golden Globes. Hope your picks win and hope ours do. I guess we'll have to check tomorrow morning and see how, how well we did. See if we take yeah. the right winner. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll check. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.